Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Morning. If it is morning for you, that is. Well, if it's morning for you, then it must be night for me because I'm in Australia. You see? That was a little rhyme. I'm in Australia. I'm on the Gold Coast in, near Brisbane. And it's summer here. Let me describe to you summer from where I'm standing looking out my window. Big grey clouds. Very high winds. <laughs> and rain in the distance because summer in Queensland where I am is very tropical so actually you get quite a lot of rain which is you know interesting not what was in the brochure if you know what I mean but that's the mornings and then actually the daytime is lovely and I went for a long long walk um, all the way along the Gold Coast uh, from where I'm staying near Surfers Paradise I walked all the way down to Burley Heads which is like the sort of more bohemian area yesterday. And people go surfing off there and it's just beautiful. It's such a magical place. So um, that was super cool. And people take the sun very seriously here. So it's very much cover up because the sun is so strong. Um, wear Factor 50. I, however, um, I'm, I'm wearing Factor 50, but I absolutely love getting the sun on my skin and I bought I bought some stuff called like super light super dry face sun cream because you know none of us are getting any younger so I was like let's protect that little face of yours Chris uh so I put it on I put it on and it turned out to be the thickest face sun cream I have ever used it was like you know what cricketers wear like that kind of like chalk stick stuff so I was walking along the beach looking like Casper the friendly ghost which it just felt right for me because I have to say, this is the land of Body Beautiful. It's everybody looks like they've just stepped out of Love Island. It is bods, it is suntans, it is, I mean, there is, everybody is waxed to with an inch of their life on that beach. And there was me with my um, white little body and my painted white face trotting down with a hat on. And I thought, I wonder if anyone knows I'm English. I wonder if anyone can spot. Anyway, so that was delightful. And then I am, uh, it's morning now, so I've just been to the gym because how else am I gonna get a body like those beautiful people walking down the beach? Uh, no, I went for my mental health, everybody, okay? And actually, it was great for my mental health. The clarity you have after going to the gym is, there's nothing quite like it, is there? And I also, uh, so I'm making some eggs. I'm gonna make some eggs on toast. And I also went to, now, there's two things I love about being here. One is um, a market called Harris Farm Market, where they have all like the most delicious fruit and vegetables out on display. And then they have this thing, which I'm unwrapping, hence the noise. Um, they do like sourdough bread, 
but it's on this dispenser where you pull a rope and a bell rings and then your loaf comes down. It's very cool. Anyway, so I bought some lovely sourdough from there. So I'm making that. I'm going to toast that. Um, and then they have, they sell organic eggs. So I'm going to have some of them. And, oh, I wonder if I should poach them. That might be quite nice. So that's going in the toaster. And then they do this lovely like pineapple fruit juice, which I love as well. What, what's it got in it? It's all freshly squeezed into a bottle. Oh, so this one is actually, it's called green juice, apple, spinach, lemon, cucumber, and kale, which sounds super healthy, but actually um, it doesn't taste it. It tastes delicious. And they do this thing where you can, um, uh, you choose your coffee beans and then you grind it yourself and put it in a bag. So it's very bijou. And um, that's what's coming up for breakfast. And what's coming up on Homo sapiens, I ask ye? Well, today, look lively, buckle up, because we have got Sunday Times bestselling author, million follower TikTok sensation, podcast royalty, William Hansen on the show. Etiquette impresario, William Hansen. William Hansen started out as an etiquette expert. Then he started a podcast called Help I Sexted My Boss with Jordan North of Radio One fame. And I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here fame. Oh, so I'm a Celebrity, by the way, is filmed. Oh my God, I've got so much to tell you. I'm a Celebrity is filmed just down the road from where I am in the Gold Coast. And guess who was on my plane? Fred from First Dates. Um, he was on my plane and we locked eyes on the plane. And I was like, is that Fred? Um, couldn't quite work it out. Anyway, so William Hansen, he started this podcast. It's just, it, it's become a huge thing. What I love about their podcast, Jordan North and William's podcast, is that it's friendship between a straight man and a gay man. And this very, very warm, embracing love, despite knowing they're deeply different. And it really reminds me of some of my relationships with my straight friends. Very embracing of each other's difference. And more of that in the world, the better. Also, William started doing his etiquette advice on TikTok. Now, what I like about it is, as William says, he doesn't take it too seriously, but it's gone huge. He's got a million followers on TikTok and he does all these little funny things about what, how life etiquette, how you should eat a piece of toast, how you should eat a pizza, things like that. Now, I'm aware, listeners, we are, as a community, the Homo sapiens listeners, we are very refined bunch. But even we might learn a thing or two from William. Should we, should we buy into all that stuff? I mean, as I said to William in the interview, I find etiquette a little bit, you can't sit with us, but I'm very interested in the history of it. I'm very, very interested in why things ended up being the way they are. And he is fascinating on that stuff. And as he say, he doesn't take, as he said, he doesn't take it seriously. And I just, I love chatting to him. And if you remember last time he came on the podcast, he'd just got married. Well, he was just about to get married. Well, now we get the scoop on the wedding. And one of the things I loved was that he said he was kicking all his friends out at nine from the wedding. That was already in the plan ahead of time, which coming from this, you know, dance floor rat is, uh, mighty surprising. So we've got that coming up uh, in a moment. Now, what have I got to say to you about other things? Well, I need to put my eggs on. I know that much. What else? Do you want this here podcast without adverts? Because it's an option. You just have to go to your Apple podcast app, go to our Homo Sapiens page and the option to subscribe to Homo Sapiens Plus for £1.49 a month is there. That's half a cappuccino. It's a third of a cappuccino. 
There's also a seven day free trial so you can try before you buy because some of you don't like the adverts and listen, I get it. But I will just take this small juncture to remind everybody Homo sapiens is a community and in order to keep it going, we've got to do the ads because uh, there's a lot of beautiful people who work on this podcast creating the community and everybody got to get paid. So we try and do the ads in the most thoughtful way we can, in the most uh, least annoying way we can. And hopefully we get that right on occasion. You know what? Only you can tell. You can tell me. Right in. Lots of you do. Uh, I'm just turning my toast over. Now, um, if you haven't listened to uh, last week's episode with trans activist Skylar Bailar, that's on the feed. Lovely, lovely, lovely things. Also, next week, we've got Nick Grimshaw on the show. I love Grimmy. I love this chat. I'm very excited for you to hear more about that. But anyway, meanwhile, here's William. Hello, here you go. Bye. William Hansen, you came to us last time. As a mere superstar podcaster, uh, sellout tour pod etiquette impresario. Right. You come to us today as an international TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> You've taken over TikTok. Well, yes, unbeknownst to me. It was never sort of... I say unbeknownst to me. I mean, I knew I was boasting I, on I mean, it. Um, I stared at the results all day, every day. But <laughs> Yes. Well, no, I don't anymore because I think that way madness lies. I'm very mm. lucky now that it's got slightly bonkers. I now have the wonderful Freddie who looks after that. He stares at the results every day and Lovely. feeds back to me. Um, because, as you know, social media can just take up so much of your time. Yes. And you can put in so much effort for very little return mm, mm. um and i've got fingers in many other pies yes. and so uh i can't just dedicate it to so schmied but uh it is quite extraordinary because you know the, the etiquette videos that i i do on tiktok and instagram there are other people that do them in yeah. the world um so it's not like i have come up with something new but i think compared to some of the other people that do it um i'd like to think i don't take it that seriously Right. Um, but do, am I right in saying that people don't really troll people on TikTok in the same way? Or is that completely wrong? Well, they do on my account. Okay. Yes. Good. I would. I mean, TikTok is generally more the Wild West. Oh. Um, Instagram has sort of filters that you can, we have them turned on for my account, where like if you've suddenly watched my reel and then you decide to follow me now, mm -hmm. so you hadn't been following me previously, you can't comment for about a week. Oh. And then you can comment. So you can't just comment, uh, and you have to follow me to comment. Ah, um, but you have to at least stick with me for a week before you write. I hate you. Stop that telling me what to do. Uh, yes, people take it so seriously. Really, and think that I'm telling them that if you don't do this, you are going to be sort of removed from, cancelled <laughs> as a person. Completely their choice whether they do anything I tell them. Um, whereas TikTok, I don't think there are as many controls. But I think people are beginning to get it. I think we people started off loving it mm -hmm. in the comments. Then the hate came. Mm -hmm. It's called success. <laughs> uh, and now people are, because we've just persevered. And I will often reply to comments. Oh, wicked. Um, and just fire back at them. How rude, you say? Well, yeah, or I'll... <laughs> someone, someone commented something like, this guy's definitely into pegging, which, yeah, I mean... Okay. Let's not unpick that one. Uh, and I replied with, well... That's how you and I met Roger. <laughs> and about 400,000 people have liked that comment. I love it. So it's like, back at you. Roger. Um, and then he did reply going, oh, I've been had. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, what do you expect? 
Yes. If you put something out there, someone is potentially going to reply. What have been your most surprising viral hits that you're like, why is that connected? Olives. Yes. Olives went bonkers. (laughs) 20 million or something on one platform. I forget what it is cumulatively. Um, Burger. How to eat a burger. Mm. I mean, that, honestly, it's like I've sort of stabbed everybody's children. I mean, they have gone... Can, they have taken that so seriously uh, and again context specific depends on the type of burger as well and also i think what 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 frustrates me sometimes with the platform of instagram and tiktok and people's attention span is you have to you know they've got to be 20 seconds basically you can't you, people are not going to watch a 5 minute well if it's this size burger you do this but yeah. if you're doing that you can't do the every nuance mm. um which we would do in our training but we would on t- you could it's sort of one tip um and so, yes, for a, a for McDonald's-style burger, a Five Guys burger, yes, you do pick it up with your hands and you eat it. That's absolutely fine. But most in a restaurant, if you're we filmed that video at Balthazar in Covent Garden, yeah. their burgers are absolutely it's massive. It's really annoying when a burger is so high, you're like, I wouldn't be able to pick this up and get yes. my mouth around it. And that was, that was basically what we said. Unless you're in the circus, you can't fit it in your mouth. So you deconstruct it. Here's how to deconstruct it nicely. But again, everyone's like, hate from America, etc. I hope they oh, come to the tour. Talk to me about the olives one. So the context of the olive one is there is another etiquette. Well, he's not really etiquette, but there was a person at like a food and wine influencer who mm. did not British, who did a video that did or that did very well, saying that you spit the olive stone onto the bridge of the fork. So you take it out of the mouth with the bridge of the fork and put it down. Oh, for God's sake. That that does, that rule does not exist. In one of the American <laughs> books, there is a rule. I think it was one of I think it's the third edition of Emily Post. She writes, "If you've put it into your mouth with a fork, you remove it with a fork." So let's say it's a piece of gristle from steak, and the steak's gone in with a fork. You would spit the gristle onto the back of the fork. I still think it's a bit much. Yeah. But you haven't put an olive into your mouth with a fork, so you shouldn't be using the fork anyway. You have put the olive into your mouth with your fingers. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's a stone. It's a bit like a fish bone. You need to get it out of your mouth quickly. Yeah. There's a safety element. It's not etiquette. And so I did this video. You don't use your fork. Anyone that says that's a twit, you spit it into your mouth. uh, Sorry, spit it into your hand. Use your other hand to shield and take it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, people have very strong opinions on olives. Wow. So, yeah. But also, you know, like, why are we dealing with a fork? Let's just keep it simple. My family were not like big on etiquette stuff, but I remember well, we you turned out all right. Oh, well, thank you. We used to go on holiday yes. with this family who were, and I used to go on holiday with this family on my own. My parents would stay at home, but I'd be sent off. Sent off sounds. I was invited okay. to go How with this family. I was like seven. Okay, but they were quite etiquette-y, Let's say they were quite etiquette-y. <laughs> They were smarter than us. Okay. And I remember being in a restaurant and I had obviously encountered some kind of gristle. Mm. <laughs> and I was at the table and I was like, like, trying to like, and I didn't know what to do. And I remember the dad going to me, now what you do is, and he got a napkin, a white napkin. He was like, you spill it into the napkin oh, and then you put that no. on your lap. But that's... No. No. Not, I mean, if it was a paper napkin. I knew it, they were rough. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> If it was a paper napkin, slightly more permissible. If it's a cloth napkin, definitely not. Not? No. <gasps> no etiquette book has ever said spit really? into a napkin. It, but people do. I have. The, I had this conversation yesterday about spitting into the napkin. Absolute rubbish. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. William, there's so many things I want mm. to ask you. And one of them is, I want to know about the wedding because it's yes. a cliffhanger. Because when you left us, you were, last time you were about to go and get married. Mm. How do you feel? I feel very, very relaxed. It was, it was very happy as well. It mm-hmm. was because the weddings, whether you, do, I think even if you do like intimate wedding with like two people to witness it or a larger scale wedding, mm. I think there is a pressure that comes with modern weddings. Yeah. Um, ours went off more or less without a hitch. And I think going into ours of September 2022, the Queen did die a few days before and we were a bit like, oh my God, are we get don't put the funeral, don't put the funeral on the wedding day. Oh. We missed, it was fine. But at least it freed up a guest space. Yes, yes, exactly. We were able to invite someone else. Yes, but then going into like the January, when this year started, it was a lovely feeling and we both said to each other, God, we don't have to plan a wedding this year. Like, you know, we can sort of just relax. Yeah. And I remember you were very, which I was very um, impressed by, you were very like, we're going to make this wedding work for us. We're going to do it how we want to. And I've always, you know, since that date, I've been like, did William really go to bed at seven o'clock? Isn't that what the Uh, plan was? Everyone left. uh, Everyone started to leave at about five. Yeah. Last guest was out at about five to six. Mm -hmm. We said six was a hard, hard finish. And lots of guests afterwards there were a group of our friends had booked a room somewhere else okay. in london and there were about 40 or so that went to the heaven no not even 40 30 or so that went to that and we put in a cameo appearance halfway through the evening we went back to our room showered changed <gasps> had a spot of dinner and then thought shall we go had a lovely little walk Aww. did about an hour left they carried on but most guests have said to me since or to mikey my husband I wish your wedding had gone on a bit longer. And that's exactly oh. what we wanted because most people's weddings, as I said to you last time, you st- spend the... Yeah. Can, can we go yet? Oh, why haven't they done the first dance? We can't go until they've done the first dance. Mm. And you're just waiting for it to end. Mm. And I didn't want that. I wanted people to think I could have stayed for longer. And I think that's better. Always leave them wanting more. Yes. I, I mean, but I just couldn't go to a party for an hour and leave if it was my party. I felt... Uh, the just the love in the room mm. is crazy. Like it's yeah. actually like a, it's like when there's like a you know a three bar radiator on, like or whatever you call it, like it's, <laughs> a physical warmth. Yes. Warm. yes, it's actually a physical feeling. I felt yeah, and it goes so quickly. Mm. I mean, ours really went quickly because there wasn't much of it. But well, the, you kicked everyone out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yes, it just the sort of the it just goes so quickly. Do you think 
that this has only struck me now mm. um but do you think that that is there is anything to do with the idea that there is sort of a base level feeling that everyone's not that into you as a couple if you're LGBT in any way, and actually yeah. it's a bit of a surprise. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise until our wedding day or until we sent out the invitations how many LGBT people we knew. Mm. Certainly, when I was going to university, I didn't know that many. Right. Um, not anyone who were out. I mean, I knew mm. people who had explored that side of their personality, but I didn't know anyone that was just like, yes, I'm gay, and, you know, off we go. Let's just get on with the rest of our lives. Yeah. And then actually you look down your guests and go, oh, it's quite, quite a gay wedding uh, in the grand scheme of things, which is nice. And lots of the straight people said, even, even you know, one of a, a relative of mine who I love dearly and he loves me, he, was, he, he said he was so, he did not expect to be that emotional. I think reading between the lines, it was maybe because it's, you know, potentially not a, not a proper wedding. Yes. But obviously he was eating humble pie. Yeah. And just said it was, and then oh, there was another family wedding recently mm. and I didn't feel it was emotional and that was a heterosexual couple. So I was Really? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could also be down to the people getting married. But yeah, I was quite smug with that. Oh, that's amazing. Which was lovely. Because you do worry. You, you always, as LGBT+, plus, you you worry, is this, you know, are people actually going to accept it? Life might be fine in my own little bubble. Yes. But actually in the wider world or with sort of friends of friends or family friends that you haven't seen, friends of parents. Mm. Are they really, you know, people that you have to kind of invite? But mm. uh, yeah. But no, it was all beautiful. Well, also, you know, a wedding is talking to straight people on straight people's terms, for want of a better description. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think people get Mm. it and therefore they know what they're getting and that helps them understand the love you have. Mm. And It sounds like I'm being negative, but I'm actually saying that in a positive Mm. way. You know, I think and I think a lot of confusion lies around the fact that people don't know whether they're saying something wrong or asking something wrong. And, you know, and I, I, I think that's, part of the massive issue with with trans people is like people just don't know what to ask they yes. don't even know you know like when it when conversations come up they're like well what you know they're just so at sea and they're trying to sort of apply their own life yeah to the life of a gay person a trans person etc yeah and and actually their their little square peg doesn't necessarily fit in that round hole yeah. and actually there are certain things that they would do in their lives that a trans person can't or doesn't yeah um, and yes, they, they can't get it. I had it a month before we got married. One of the, the guests, spouse of someone that was really was the main guest, was coming and said, you know, looking forward to the wedding. Are you doing a first dance? We said, no, we're not, we're not doing dancing. <laughs> and he went, and you, oh, yeah, I guess it's, I guess because with two guys, like, who leads? <laughs> deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. <laughs> yeah, well, that and we just don't like dancing. Yeah. And just moved on. I thought, well, I'm not going to bother to try and... And actually, similarly, another person recently was at a dinner party and they, again, similar sort of person and straight guy in his 50s had a an epiphany about... He's like, we've worked out at work. We've all worked out with gays. There are like tops and there are bottoms. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> what would you like us to say to this? And then, of course, then then I went, well, there is also something called a side and that yes. just blew their little mind. Yeah. Could not cope with that yes and by bobby box on instagram is the one who educated me on what a side is if anyone wants to know not saying you have in a restaurant well it is as well it but is it's, it's a different it has many meanings one can be done at a table one is frowned upon at, yes at the dinner table. they don't want to be done at all to be honest you're <laughs> at a table <laughs> that's very true um 
thought you were going to say he had a revelation that he was gay. Well, I mean, I'm, I've got my suspicions, but <laughs> no, he didn't. No, they just sort of thought they had like cracked the Enigma code at work. Oh, my God. Well, you know, I wish him love. Yes. What is the etiquette around? It's very British, mm. I find, that if you don't agree with someone, yeah. you simply go silent. Yes. But what is the etiquette around that? Like, say someone says something that you find really disagreeable in a, in a social context... What do you do? Do you simply go silent or do you say, excuse me, I don't agree? Or what am I to do? This is a very interesting question you've asked, Chris. Because, oh, yes, traditionally you would just go it silent. It took 20 minutes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, actually sometimes you don't... People people are going to disagree with you and going to have lots of views that you find either objectionable or you just don't agree with. And that is that is par for the course. And I think generally across society we are not great at the moment at accepting that other people may think differently. They may be fundamentally wrong, of course. You right might be on your side, but it is their right to mm. have an opinion. Um and it life is not black and white. However, in Britain we are yes, traditionally we would say nothing. I think we're getting a little bit better at calling out things, but I get I think some people do it incorrectly. But you know, the motive is good. Mm. The method is necessarily not very good. My tactic is normally if someone is saying something and they just say something really rude or stupid if i feel if actually if i'm going to see them again i will bother if i'm never going to see them again mm -hmm. what's the point mm -hmm. i will just i'm so sorry could you just repeat that oh i love it because actually most of the time when i have done that and they have to repeat themselves they sort of stumble over their words and actually go well i know it's not actually what i meant mm. what i meant was and they sort of correct themselves and then you can just go oh i see okay yeah yes and then not say anything so that would be my top tip that's great well, you reminded me of two things, because mm. as you probably know now, you're married. My husband called me a CUN next Tuesday the other day. What had you done? Uh, I'd done, <laughs> funnily enough, I don't think I'd done much. Uh, but he was walking out the room and he went, well, I did da -da -da, you see you next Tuesday, which was very out of character. Mm. And it was, he wasn't actually that angry. I don't know quite, it was slightly odd. It made us both laugh. Oh, well, but, that's fine. But I went... I did the repeat. I said, can you repeat that? Because I was like, why did you say that? He was like, oh, I called you an arsehole or something. I was like, you didn't say arsehole. Anyway, but it was good to just get him to repeat it and not, yes. and, and not react. But also, like, I have found in marriage that if I don't agree, and this is probably site-specific to the person I'm married to, mm. I just don't say anything. Mm. And then silence comes and then he will then have the conversation i think he will then project what i might be thinking and then mm. we'll start answering what he's projected mm. and it's a lot easier actually yes. than getting into a route i'm yes. just like go silent but i i fundamentally disagree with it until i realized it helps me <laughs> yeah. and yeah well exactly and actually you don't have to have an opinion on everything no you don't you don't that like there's so much in life whether it's small stuff or big stuff it's actually okay to go yeah i don't really know how i feel i don't either don't care or I don't I'm not informed enough yet to have an opinion on something I have an opinion on everything though. do you well I that's well that's myself. good but that's because you're highly intelligent I don't think it's that I think I'm highly opinionated <laughs> <laughs> but or one of the two. you're highly something how do you two uh you and Mikey resolve your um conflicts in your marriage I would like to say that generally I'm the one to offer the olive branch first do you spit that onto a fork <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think I'm probably the one that goes to the resolution quickest, mm-hmm. or, but he may disagree. Um, we don't really argue that much. We bicker. Mm. And if we do argue, it's for 15 minutes and then it's fine. We try not to go to bed on an argument. Yeah. All the sort of the basics. And if we have, literally the other day, we, we had little crosswords over something, rearranged the napkins incorrectly or something. And then I got in the car to drive to Bristol and five minutes into my journey, he had phoned to go, oh, I'm so sorry. That's so nice. So we try to deal with it quickly. Yeah. Rather than let it stew and fester. And do you have conversations as a couple about, the kind of you know relationship you want to have because i know that you know there's a story in your book about texting if you're going to text you'll pause the show yes we so if we're going to watch something on television yeah i know some couples who will sit there and you're watching you know you're watching sex education or whatever the show is that you're sort of watching as as a as a unit location 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 and one of them's on their phone whether it's texting on Instagram, doing emails, etc. And we don't we don't do that. So phones are away on the side and not on the, easily accessible on the side. They are elsewhere. And if we do need to text, look something up, what have we seen that guy in before, etc. or whatever, we will pause it. And so we are watching, we are fully in the zone. Great. The only exception to that is when I'm having to forensically watch an episode of Keeping Up Appearances for my other podcast mm. and Mikey has seen them quite a few times and also I'm pausing the episode to write my own notes love it so I'm like you can be on your phone like this is that's fine that's great but yes we try to participate and just even okay we're not chatting to each other we're watching the tv so we but we're still sharing an experience that's lovely yeah. and how do you raise things that you want to happen or not happen within we, your relationship? we will often uh sit down before dinner mm-hmm with a drink, normally non-alcoholic gin, we're an exciting household, <laughs> and just chat about our days or any big picture stuff. Or we used to, we haven't done it for ages, actually. We did two things. We had a relationship MOT. Love it. So once we got to the earmark, a bit like you do with a car. Yeah. You know, check in on the clutch. That's great. And that sort of thing. So we would sort of do a relationship MOT and sort of make a joke about it, but sort of with a serious point. Or if he had done something that annoyed me... Mm. I would say to him, darling, is there anything about me that annoys you? Give him an opportunity to get something off his chest. As you're going, (gasps) well, whilst we're at it, and then I would do that. But we haven't done that for quite some time. But again, it became a bit of a joke, a a jokey way to raise a point rather than it becoming full of bile. Humour is very well deployed here, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's important to laugh. Yeah, and Mike and I also we're we're lucky and unlucky in some ways because neither of us have ever had a relationship before each other, so we have nothing to compare oh, it to. Okay. Which is again many great in so many ways, difficult in other ways because if there is a point of tension or like oh god why why are we feeling like we can't really compare it with well when I was with Bob, yes. this happened this is how we resolved Bob would it. Never have done that. No, exactly. <laughs> maybe we should have an imaginary first boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, just make uh, one. Up. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I've just remembered. Yes. I was actually with this guy for like three years. Yeah, we had a house. <laughs> I don't know what ever happened to the dog. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. He was tagged. So. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, me and my husband, I actually love the idea of an MOT. Hmm. But we do like a weekly... You probably, eight years, need a new car at this point. (laughs) (laughs) The exhaust is full of... Yes. It's an old banger. Yeah. I'm going to get a Tesla. Yeah, upgrade. Um, (laughs) um, We we have a weekly check-in. 
Okay. Where we just go on always on the same day. Always on the same day. It had to keep moving days because it was putting us, or maybe just him, in a bad mood. And he was like, I can't do it on a Sunday. So mm-hmm. then we do it on a Monday night. So okay. if anyone wants to call me at seven o'clock on a Monday, you won't get through to me because no. I'm, I'm reading a very long list I've written all week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do you make notes in your phone? No, no. no. Just I, in your head. I actually, for some reason, I find it very easy to remember them. Okay. Um, Who's easier to live with, would you say? I think we're both tricky to live with. Okay. I'm sorry, that's that's not entirely true. I think we're both idiosyncratic. I think we both have very set opinions on things. Okay. But we we didn't it wasn't that easy at first, like this weekly check-in. So mm. like a couples therapist told us to do it, basically. Yeah. And it was always really hard. And it was proper it would turn into like a bit of a set too. Because mm. it would and who who was doing it wrong? I don't know. I'm the one with a microphone, so I'll say maybe it wasn't me. It's taken a long time to get to a place where you can actually just say what you're thinking and it can cover dishes all the way through from who didn't empty the dishwasher to sex, you know mm. what I mean? And mm. and it's like, it's actually really hard. I find it hard to bring up, as does he. But it has been amazing. It has been transformative because you... Everybody knows this, I think, but you know, like relationships are not built for MOTness. It's like mm. you, and, and once you're married to someone or you've been with someone for a long time or whatever, it's like most of your discussions about like the bins, you know what I mean? Like mm. it's like it's very hard to be, um, like when do you bring that stuff up? So that's been great. Mm. And we've both changed a lot. Well, I can just feel myself becoming more graceful as I speak to William. I'm suddenly sitting with a new poise. That's the end of part one. If you want more poise, more delights, more funny stories, uh, it's on part two. It's on the feed. Go get it. Powered by Spirit Studios.